y'all. Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Okay, so today we're talking about season seven, episode one, start of the new season. Yay! I know. It's called Meet the New Boss. So we start out in Crowley's laboratory, exactly where we ended the last episode. Cass says, I'm your new God. You will bow down and profess your love unto me, your Lord, or I shall destroy you. So everyone looks at each other and Bobby finally gets down on his knees and says, well, all right, then is this good? Or do you want the whole forehead to the carpet thing? Such a smart ass, even in a moment of I'm going to get like annihilated real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I guess I would want to know, like, how far do you want me to bend down? <laughs> that that came oh, out no. a little bit different than I meant it to. <laughs> <laughs> e, um, so. <laughs> I suppose that's just instinct. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I've never had to ask anybody that before. <laughs> How far would you like me to bend? <laughs> uh, is this good or does my forehead need to touch the carpet? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> We're not uh, sorry. Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sam and Dean start to kneel. Cass says, stop. What's the point if you don't mean it? You fear me, not love, not respect, just fear. Sam says, Cass. Cass says, Sam, you have nothing to say to me. You stabbed me in the back. To Bobby and Dean, (laughs) yeah. To Bobby and Dean, he says, get up. Dean says, Cass, come on, this isn't you. Cass says, the Castiel you knew is gone. Dean says, so what then? Kill us? Cass says, what a brave little aunt you are. You know you're powerless. You wouldn't dare move against me again. That would be pointless. So I have no need to kill you. Not now. Besides, once you were my favorite pets before you turned and bit me. Jeez, because that's all they are now is pets. Exactly. Dean says, who are you? Cass says, I'm God. And if you stay in your place, you may live in my kingdom. If you rise up, I will strike you down. Not doing so well, are you, Sam? Sam says, I'm fine. I'm fine. Dean says, you said you would fix him. You promised. Cass says, if you stood down, which you hardly did, be thankful for my mercy. I could have cast you back into the pit. Dean says, Cass, come on, this is nuts. You can turn this around, please. Cass says, I hope for your sake, this is the last you see of me. Cass disappears. Then Sam's nose starts to bleed. He's on a little bit of a power trip. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Also, also Sam is bleeding Mm -hmm. from the nose, which is never good. Uh, Dean says, Sam, are you okay? Sam has a vision of himself on fire in the cage. He falls to the ground and cuts his hand on some broken glass. So we cut to a meadow in heaven. Uh, Cass says, understand, if you follow Raphael, if you stood against me, punishment is certain. There is nowhere to hide. The rest of you, our father left a long time ago, and that was hard. I thought the answer was free will, but I understand now. You need a firm hand. You need a father. And I am your father now. Be obedient, children, or this will be your fate. The camera pans down, and we see a dead angel at Cass's feet. Then the camera pulls back, and we see cast surrounded by dozens of dead angels they fill up the meadow 
He went on a little crazy streak there. Yeah. It's a cool shot too. Cause all the angels have their like wings burned into the ground, you know? Yeah. So it's, a, it looks really cool. I mean, it is cool. Yeah. I mean, except for all the dead people, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Whatever. Cass says, it is a new day on earth and in heaven. Rejoice. And then we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to Bobby's salvage yard. Dean is in baby trying to pop out her crushed in roof with his feet. Dean says, come on, come on, baby. Bobby says, so you fixing her or primal screaming? Dean gets out of the car and takes a beer from Bobby. Dean says, thanks. How's Sam? Bobby says, he's still under, but alive. Dean says, yeah, what about God part two? Bobby says, all kinds of feelers out. So far, diddly. Dean says, and what exactly are you looking for? Bobby says, exactly, what? Miracles, mass visions, trench coat on a tortilla? I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> trench coat on a tortilla. I kind of I mean, love that. that's fair, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, well, he'll surface. Bobby says, so say we do. Uh, that's not what he says. Bobby says, so say we do suss out where a new and improved flew off to. Dean says, yeah. Bobby says, the hell we plan to do about it. Dean says, I don't know, Bobby. I got no more clue than you do. Bobby says, I don't even know what books to hit for this, Dean. Dean says, we'll figure it out. I'm sorry. This ain't a no book. If you stick your neck out, cast steps on it. So you know what I'm going to do? Bobby says, what? Dean says, I'm going to fix this car because that's what I can do. I can work on her till she's mint. And when Sam wakes up, no matter what shape he's in, we'll glue him back together too. We owe him that. Bobby says, I'm with you. So we cut to sometime later in Bobby's kitchen. Dean gets a beer from the fridge and Sam walks in. Sam says, hey, Dean. Dean says, oh, you're walking and talking. Sam says, yeah, I uh, put on my own socks the whole nine. <laughs> Dean says, well, that's, uh, I mean, you're sure you're okay? Sam says, yeah, my head hurts a little, but basically. Dean says, seriously? Sam says, look, man, I'm surprised as you are, but yeah, I swear. Dean says, good, no reason put it, putting a gift horse under a microscope, right? That doesn't make any sense. I, I know, that's why I stuttered for a second there. I was like, that is what what it's like i mean the gift horse and the mouth thing i've heard a lot but under a microscope you know yeah. like, that doesn't okay you know <laughs> sam says so what happened with Cass? dean says why don't you come help me with the car and i'll fill you in sam says okay so dean walks out the back door sam goes to follow but hesitates when he hears the sounds of chains clanking together he sees nothing weird however so we cut to the Lady of Serenity Church. A reverend is preaching about how being gay is a sin. The reverend says, plenty speak for them in their, co their so-called lifestyle. Media, Hollywood, Lady, Lady Gaga won't shut up for love or money. The congregation laughs. The reverend says, yeah, funny, but that's why we raise our voices and picket their so-called weddings and their funerals. Somebody has to speak for God. Cass walks in and says, and who says you speak for God? Everyone turns and stares at him. Cass says, you're wrong. I am utterly indifferent to sexual, sexual orientation. <laughs> On the other hand, I cannot abide hypocrites like you, Reverend. The Reverend says, okay, fun's over, friend. Cass says, tell your flock where your genitals have been before you speak for me. <laughs> the, the Reverend says, and who the heck are you? Cass says, I'm God. A man stands up and tries to say something, but Cass looks at him and the man falls unconscious, breaking the church pew. Cass says, and he who lies in my name shall choke on his own false tongue, and his poisonous words shall betray him. 
The Reverend starts to choke and foam at the mouth. Then he falls to the floor dead. Cass says to the congregation, for I am the Lord, your God. Cass starts to leave, but stops when he hears a voice whispering in his head. The voice says, Castiel. Cass grabs the back of a pew. The voice says, Cass. Cass looks at the stained glass window that shows the image of Jesus. He begins walking away again, leaving a burnt patch on the pew where he touched it. Then we see the image of Jesus has changed to Cass in his trench coat. That would be a pretty cool, like, stained glass something to have, you know? Uh, yeah, Castiel, I totally want that window. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we cut to Bobby's basement. Sam is going through some drawers when he hears the sound of chains clinking together and some evil laughter. He looks around, but everything looks normal, so he continues his task. He finds a wrench and turns around to see the basement is bathed in red light. Chains and meat hooks hang from the ceiling, and there's bits of flesh stuck on the meat hooks. Doesn't look promising. Oh, it looks disgusting. Mm -hmm. Sam says, no, no, this can't be happening. We hear Lucifer's voice say, Sam... Bobby comes down the stairs and says, hey, Sam, what are you taking a nap down here? The basement is back to normal. Sam is huddled in the corner, wielding the wrench like a weapon. Bobby says, it's Cass, we think. Come on. Sam says, yeah, coming. I think it's kind of weird that Bobby didn't mention, like, how Sam looked just then. Like, you doing okay? What's going on? Yeah, I would have been like, par for the course. Let's go. You know? Yeah, (laughs) I know. So we cut to Bobby's kitchen. The three boys are watching the TV, which reads, breaking news. The TV announcer says, the sudden deaths of some 200 religious leaders are currently under investigation. The Vatican has yet to issue a statement, but some are already calling this an act of God. Uh, A woman on the TV says, we all saw saw him. No beard, no robe. He was young and and sexy. He had a raincoat. (laughs) Yeah, she says, he had a raincoat. Dean turns off the TV. We cut to some time later. Dean is working on the Impala while listening to the radio. The radio announcer says, believed to be target hits high up in white supremacy organizations. The FBI now believes the Ku Klux Klan has been forced to disband. Dean says, can't argue with that one. I mean, about freaking time though. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's just fine with me. So we, cut totally to, okay. we cut to nighttime. Sam and Dean are working under baby's hood while listening to the radio. The radio announcer says a freak lightning strike on the heels of the fire that burned down the center for vibrational enlightenment earlier today Uh, said a spokesman. This tragedy represents the largest loss in new age motivational speaker history. Sam says motivational speakers. Dean says, yeah, I'm not sure new cast gets irony any better than old cast. Of course, old cast wouldn't smite Madison square garden just to prove a point. He (laughs) is off the deep end and he's off the deep end of the deep end and there's no slowing down. Sam says, so what? Try to talk to him again? Dean says, Sam. Sam says, Dean, all we can do is talk to the guy. Dean says, he's not a guy. He's God. And he's pissed. And when God gets righteous, you get the hell out of the way. Haven't you read the Bible? Sam says, I guess. Dean says, Cass is never coming back. He's lied to us. He's used us. He cracked her gourd like it was nothing. No no more talk. We have spent enough on him. Sam says, okay. Dean says, hand me that socket wrench. So we cut to a trailer park. There's a trailer with Enochian sigils on the window. Crowley sits inside drinking and watching the news. The TV announcer says, since biblical times, leprosy was once so prevalent that colonies were found around the world. Today, we are witnessing the unprecedented shutdown of India's leper colonies after what many are calling a miracle healing. Here with us, health correspondent Rob Lewinsky. Crowley says, educate me, Lewinsky. (laughs) Suddenly, the TV turns off and Cass is there. 
Cass says, hello, Crowley. You look stressed. <laughs> Crowley says, bollocks. <laughs> Use his own line on him. Yep. Crowley says, so the jig is up. You found me. Cass says, I never lost you. Cass looks at the sigils all over the walls and says, these scratches, they're all useless. Crowley says, still, can't blame a girl for trying. <laughs> Fancy a drink before you smite me? Cass says, no. Crowley says, you like to bend them right over, do you? Let's go. <laughs> Crowley holds out both arms and cringes, waiting for the smiting. <laughs> I love that. I love the look on his face. He's just like, do it. Just do it. Get it over with. I know. Like, He's like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh. <laughs> yep. Cass says, I'm not going to kill you, Crowley. I have plans for you. Crowley says, what's it? Cass says, here's our new arrangement. I let you live. You return to your post as king of hell. Crowley says, but? Cass says, I choose where each soul goes. I control the flow and you take whatever I give you. Crowley says, I take it you intend to keep the live share. So what you're saying is hell's being downsized. Cass says, I would have done away with it completely, but I need a threat to hold over my enemies and we need to keep Michael in Lucifer's cage. Crowley says, right. I gather this is not a negotiation. Cass says, no. Crowley says, then I graciously accept, boss. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> He's like, all right, let's do it. Crowley goes to pour Cass a glass of booze while Cass notices some sores on his own hand. Cass says, I'll be in touch. And he disappears. So we cut to Bobby's kitchen. Sam is reading a book. He hears a weird noise and then a ceiling panel cracks and a chain falls through the hole, wraps around Sam's neck and pulls him up to the ceiling. What an that was terrifying. Event. Yeah. Yeah. It like pulled him up so hard that he like bonked his head on the ceiling and had to bend his neck. Oh yeah. He, he, he got really bonked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did get really bonked. It was a good bonking. <laughs> it was a good bonking. <laughs> Uh, okay uh, I know. <laughs> then sam wakes up sam says dean bobby but no one answers so we cut to bobby and dean in a garage looking at baby she's ready to paint bobby says she's looking good considering bobby gives dean a beer dean says considering i should do this professionally bobby says so seen sam lately dean says yeah why bobby hesitates and dean says what we'll spit it out Bobby says, how is that kid even vertical? I mean, Cass broke his damn pinata. <laughs> Dean says, I know. Bobby says, I mean, how he, uh, that's not what he says. Bobby says, I mean, I get how he came to help us back at the lab. Adrenaline, sure. But now? Dean says, well, he says he's okay. Bobby says, how? Dean says, I don't know. I just pray to God it's true. Bobby says, we need to come up with a new saying for that. <laughs> Sam is about to enter the garage, but eavesdrops instead. Dean says, seriously, though, Bobby, look at our lives. How many more hits can we take? So Sam says he's good. Good. Bobby says, you believe that? Dean says, yeah. No. You want to know why? Because we never catch a break. So why would we this time? I just, just this one thing, you know? But I'm not dumb. I'm not going to get my hopes up just to get kicked in the daddy pills again. <laughs> daddy pills. I'd never sure. heard them called that before. Me neither. But it makes it it makes his daddy pills sound really little since pills are little. <laughs> I know they're little pills. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I want to call them pills. <laughs> uh, so Sam walks in the door and says, Hey. Bobby says, Hey, how you feeling, sport? Sam says, Can't complain. Dean says, Great, what's the word? Sam says, Well, a publishing house literally exploded about an hour ago. The guy has a body count that's really getting up there. We got to do something. Bobby says, 
Well, uh, Bobby says, what we've got to do is hunt the son of a bitch. Unfortunately, I lost my God guns. <laughs> Sam says, well, He's I mean, so sarcastic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Sam says, well, I mean, is there some kind of heavenly weapon? Maybe something uh, out of that angel arsenal that Balthazar stole? <laughs> that Balthazar stole? There has to be something that can hurt him. Dean says, he's God, Sam. There's nothing, but there might be someone. So we cut to Bobby's basement. They do a spell to summon Crowley, who appears inside the devil's trap on the floor, holding a glass and a bottle of whiskey. Crowley says, no, no, come on. <laughs> he's like, really? <laughs> Bobby says, don't act so surprised. <clears throat> Crowley says, my new boss is going to kill me for even talking to you, lads. Dean says, well, you're lucky we're not stabbing you in the scuzzy face, you little piece. <laughs> Sam says, whoa, wait, what new boss? Crowley says, Castiel, you giraffe. <laughs> Bobby says, is your boss? Crowley says, is everybody's boss? What do you think he's going to do if he finds out we've been conspiring? You do want to conspire, don't you? Bobby says, no, we just want you to stand there and look pretty. Crowley says, listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean says, we need a spell to bind death. Crowley says, bind, enslaved death. You having a laugh? Dean says, Lucifer did it. Crowley says, that's Lucifer. Sam says, a spell's a spell. Crowley says, you really believe you can handle that kind of horsepower? You're delusional. Dean says, death is the only player on the board left that has the kind of juice to take casts. Crowley says, they'll both mash us like peas. Why should I help with a suicide mission? Bobby says, look, do you really want Cass running the universe? Crowley pours himself a drink. Um, and then we cut to, that was weird. Crowley looks down and pours himself a drink. So we cut to a homeless blind man sitting on a sidewalk begging for change. The homeless man says, some help, please, please help. So helpless. Cass drops some coins in his can. And the homeless man says, God bless you, sir. Cass says, you're a true believer. People say that I'm wrathful, but I only punish liars and those who forsake me. I am a just God. The homeless man says, excuse me? He's like, Cass uh... <laughs> yeah. uh, what? Cass touches the homeless man's head and he closes his eyes. Castiel says, see. The homeless man opens his eyes and can finally see. The homeless man says, oh my God, I can see. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just said see like 800 times, I feel like. It's all good. <laughs> Okay. He looks up and sees Castiel. Uh, the man says, your face, what's wrong with you? So we cut to a bathroom. <laughs> Not like, oh, thanks. Just the second, the first thing he sees, he's the like, first, Ugh. You know, I know, like, The first thing he sees, he's like, dude, your face is fucked up. <laughs> like, I don't think you're right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to a bathroom. I think it's a gas station bathroom. Cass is looking in the mirror. There's blisters all over his face. He hears a creepy voice say, a mistake, too late let us out. Cass unbuttons his shirt and he sees the shapes of hands trying to break out of his skin. <laughs> the creepy voice says, let us out, let us out. Cass says, no. So we cut to Bobby's house. He sees an envelope passed under the front door. He picks it up and walks outside, but no one is there. Bobby says, hello. Bobby looks in the envelope and sees that it's the spell they had asked Crowley for. He goes back inside. Bobby says, it's from Crowley. Dean says, well, who feels like hog tying death tonight? <laughs> Bobby says, old age is overrated anyhow. He's like, I'm going to die. Yep. <laughs> so That's just how this is going to go. Yep. No one's going to grow old. <laughs> nope. So we cut to Bobby's living room. Bobby says, well, we've got most of this stuff, but we're going to have to make a run for a few things. Dean says, like? 
Bobby says, like an act of God crystallized forever. Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? Bobby says, I think it means an actual crystal. See, lightning strikes sand at the right angle. It crystallizes into a perfect shape of itself. Sam says, lightning, act of God. Bobby says, Jenga, you got yourself a fulgurate and we're going to need a biggie. I think that's how you say it, fulgurate? I think so. I could be wrong. Okay. We're yeah. going to go with it. <laughs> okay. Dean says, and let me guess, it's rare. Bobby, sa- Bobby says, I found records of an auction. Winning bidder lives about nine hours from here. So we cut to um, Bobby and Sam about to break into a house. A security com- guard comes around and says, hey, Dean comes up behind him and says, excuse me, you got any grave coupon? <laughs> and then he knocks the security guard out. Sam says, grave coupon, seriously? Dean says, it's what popped into my head. So they go inside and split up to look for the crystal. Dean finds it and is about to take it when the owners of the house surprise him and point a gun at him. Dean says, hi, uh, I don't want to hurt you, really. Dr. Weiss says, I'm the one with a firearm, son. Dean says, I get that. He's like, I don't think you do, though. (laughs) Yeah, right. We cut to a short time later. Dean has the owners tied up and gagged. Sam and Bobby join them. Dean says, yeah, okay, good. Hey, guys, so this is Dr. and Mrs. Weiss. Sam says, hi, sorry. Dean says, I found the God thingy. Bobby Mm -hmm. says, well, let's light this candle. So they move furniture out of the way and set up for the spell. Bobby cuts Dean's arm so he can bleed into the spell bowl. Dean says, you're welcome. Bobby does the uh, chanting for the spell. The walls shake and glass breaks. Dean says, "Uh, hello, death? Death appears and says, you're joking. (laughs) Dean says, I'm sorry, Death. This isn't what it seems. Death says, seems like you bound me. Death holds up his arms and we see magical bindings. Dean says, for good reason, okay? Just just hear us out. Uh, Fried pickle chips? They're the best in the state. He's like, food? (laughs) I know. He's like, here, here, eat this. While you're a captive audience, maybe we can pacify you a little bit. Yep. Death says, that easy to soothe me, you think? This is about Sam's hallucinations, I assume. Dean says, what? Dust says, sorry, Sam, one wall per customer. Now unbind me. Sam says, we can't, yet. Dust says, this isn't going to end well. Dean says, we need you to kill God. Dust says, pardon? Bobby says, kill God. You heard right, your honor. (laughs) Dust says, what makes you think I can do that? Dean says, you told me. Dust says, why should I? Dean says, because we said so, and we're the boss of you. I mean, respectfully. (laughs) Cass appears and says, amazing. Sam says, Cass. Cass says, I didn't want to kill you, but now. Dean says, you can't kill us. Cass says, you've erased any nostalgia I had for you, Dean. Dean says, death is our bitch. We ain't going to die, even if God pulls the trigger. Dust says, annoying little protozoa, aren't they? (laughs) God, you look awfully like a mutated angel to me. Your vessel's melting. You're going to explode. Cass says, no, I'm not. When I finish my work, I'll repair myself. Dust says, you think you can because you think you're simply under the weight of all those souls, yes? But that's not the worst problem. There are things much older than souls in purgatory, and you gulped those in, too. Cass says, irrelevant. I control them. Dust says, for the moment. Dean says, wait, uh, what older things? Death says, long before God created angel and man, he made the first beasts, the Leviathans. Dean says, Leviathans? Death says, I personally found them entertaining, but he was concerned they'd chomp the entire petri dish, so he locked them away. Why do you think he created purgatory? To keep those clever poisonous things out. 
Now Castile has swallowed them. He's one thin membrane between the old ones and your home. Cass says, enough. Dust says, stupid little soldier you are. Cass says, why? Because I dared open a door that he shut? Where is he? I did a service taking his place. Dust says, service? Settling petty vendettas? Cass says, no, I'm cleaning up one mess after another, selflessly. Dust says, quite the humanitarian. Cass says, and how would you know? What are you really, a fly swatter? Death says, destined to swat you, I think. <laughs> Cass says, unless I take you first. Death says, really brought his own press, this one. Please, Cass, I know God, and you, sir, are no God. Dean says, all right, put your junk away, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, call him what you want. Just kill him now. Death says, all right, fine. Cass snaps his fingers and releases death from his bindings. Death says, thank you. Shall we kickbox now? Cass says nothing. Death says, I had a tingle I'd be reaping someone very soon. Dean backs away and Death says to Mr. and Mrs. Weiss, don't worry, not you. Dean goes and grab, uh, uh, not Dean, Death goes and grabs the pickle chips <laughs> to start eating. Cass vanishes. Death says, well, he was in a hurry. So we cut to Senator Michelle Walker's headquarters. She says to a reporter, Yes, that's exactly why I'm running again, to save my, my constituents from the godless policies of my opponents. Couldn't have said it better myself. Cass walks in. His face looks all rashy. <laughs> An aide notices him. <laughs> An aide notices him and says, sir, can I help you? Cass says, I'm here to see the senator. The aide says, uh, regarding? Cass says, abuse of power. The aide says, excuse me? Cass says, I am not petty. I'm punishing a woman who causes poverty and despair in my name. I put your needs first. Don't you understand? To everyone else in the room, he says, all of you, I am a better God than my father. How can I make you understand? Castile hears voices calling his name and he starts laughing like a crazy person. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Awesome. This I know. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. So we cut back to the Weiss household. Death is eating and drinking the food that Dean brought him. Dean says, um, Dust says, shut up, Dean. I'm not here to tie your shoes every time you trip. I warned you about those souls. How long ago? Long enough to stop that fool. And here we are again with your little planet on the edge of immolation. Dean says, well, I'm sorry. All right. I've been trying to save this planet. So maybe you should find somebody better to tip off. Dust says, maybe I should spend my effort on a better planet. Well, it's been amusing. Sam says, wait, hold on, hold on. Just can't you give us something? You have to care a little. Uh, <laughs> Sam says, you have to care a little bit about what happens to us. Dust says, you know, I really don't, but I do find the little angel arrogant. Dean says, great, let's go with that. Dust says, your only hope is to have him return it all to purgatory quickly. Sam says, we need a door. Dust says, you have everything you need at the lab. Get him to return there and compel him to give up the power. Dean says, compel. Dust says, figure it out. Bobby says, like, but that's not my problem. <laughs> yep. Bobby says, but that door only opens in the eclipse and that's over. Dust says, I'll make another. 3.59 Sunday morning, just before dawn. Be punctual. Don't thank me. Clean up your mess. Try to bind me again and you'll die before you start. Nice pickle chips, by the way. And he leaves. Uh, we cut to Cass waking up on the floor of the senator's headquarters. There's dead bodies and blood everywhere. He's killed everyone. Then we hear whispers. Cass says, no, no, no. Uh, we cut to Bobby's kitchen. Dean is at a laptop drinking hard liquor. 
Sam says, you want some coffee with that? Dean says, it's 6 p.m. somewhere. Sam says, we got to hit the road. I mean, how are we supposed to get cast to that lab by friggin' 3.59 a.m.? Dean says, we don't. Sam says, what do you mean we don't? Dean says, I mean, we can't bring the horse to water and we can't make a drink. Why fool ourselves? Sam says, Dean, look, I know you think that Cass is gone. Dean says, it's because he is. Sam says, he's not. He's in there somewhere, Dean. I know it. Dean says, no, you don't. Sam says, no, I don't. But look, I was pretty far gone sometimes myself and you never gave up on me. Dean says, yeah. And it turns out that you're about the same open book as you've always been. Hallucinations? Really? I got to find out from death? Sam says, what was I supposed to do? Dean says, how about not lie? How about tell me that you've got crazy crap climbing those walls? Sam says, why? You can't help. You got a lot of pretty severe crap swinging your way lately. And I thought, what? I thought, why burst that one good bubble that you have left? It's under control. Dean says, what? What exactly is under control? Sam says, I know what's real and what's not. Dean says, Sam. Sam says, Dean, look, we can debate this once we deal with Cass. Dean says, yeah, you know how I'm going to deal? I'm going to stuff my pie hole. I'm going to drink and I'm going to watch some Asian cartoon porn and act like the world's about to explode because it is. Mm -hmm. Then he sees a news article on the computer and says, hey, you got to be kidding me. Massacre at the campaign office of an incumbent senator by a trench coated man. There's security footage. In the footage, Cass looks directly at the camera and smiles. And then the camera fritzes out. Dean says, well, I think reaching Cass is out of the cards. <clears throat> so we cut to outside at Bobby's. Sam says, hey, Castiel, um, maybe this is pointless. Look, I don't know if any part of you even cares, but uh, I still think you're one of us deep down. I mean, way, way off the reservation. But look, we still have time. Uh, we still have till dawn to stop this. Let us help, please. Back inside, Sam walks, uh, Sam walks up to Dean, who pours him a drink and offers it to him. Dean is watching hentai. <laughs> Sam says, uh, only if you turn that off. He's like, okay, like, drink with me while I watch some porn? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. That's a little strange, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, suddenly, Cass appears. Cass says, Sam? Sam says, Cass. Cass stumbles and grabs the wall for support and says, I heard your call. I need help. So we cut to Crowley's laboratory. Hmm. Cass sits on the floor, leaning against some equipment. Cass says, we need the right blood. There's a small jar, end of the hallway, supply closet. Sam says, got it. Cass says, Dean? Dean says, what, you need something else? Cass says, no, I feel regret about you and what I did to Sam. Dean says, yeah, well, you should. Cass says, if there was time, if I was strong enough, I'd fix him now. I just want to make amends before I die. Dean says, okay. Cass says, is it working? Dean says, does it make you feel better? Cass says, no, you? Dean says, not a bit. So we cut to Sam down the hall. He finds the jar of blood. Suddenly, Lucifer is there. Lucifer says, I know, it all seems so silly, doesn't it? Hi, Sam. Long time no spooning. <laughs> Sam says, you're not here. I need here. to use that at some point. <laughs> yeah. Long time no spooning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sam says, you're not here. You're in hell. Lucifer says, now that you're right on. Sam says, meat hooks, chains, you, it's not real. It's just my brain leaking memories from the cage because of the wall breaking down. That's all. Lucifer says, hmm, that's very good, your little theory. It's wrong, Sam. This isn't you going guano. Everything else is. Sam says, what? 
Lucifer says, everything from the second you sprung out of that lockbox. Sam says, that's impossible. Lucifer says, no, escaping was impossible. I have to say, I think this is my best torture yet, making you believe that you're free and then yank the wool off your eyes. You never left, Sam. You're still in the cage with me. Sam looks terrified. So we cut back to Cass. Bobby touches his shoulder and says, hang in there. Just a couple of minutes. Where's Sam? It's go time. Dean goes to look for him and finds a jar of blood on the floor, but no Sam. Dean says, Sam? Damn it. Dean goes back to the room and paints the sigil on the wall with the blood. Bobby says, that's good enough. Okay, step right up, Cass. He hauls Cass in front of the sigil and then reads the spell. <clears throat> Cass collapses and Dean helps him back up and then backs away. Cass says, I'm sorry, Dean. Uh, Bobby finishes the spell and the wall cracks open. Souls. Sorry. My throat is all dry here. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the wall cracks open and souls pour out of Cass and back into purgatory. Then the wall closes up and Cass falls to the ground. Dean says, Cass? Bobby touches Cass's neck and says, he's cold. Dean says, is he breathing? Bobby says, no. Dean says, maybe angels don't need to breathe. <laughs> Bobby says, he's like hopeful, but I know he not. is. <laughs> Bobby says, he's gone, Dean. Dean looks very sad. Oh. Well, that's his buddy. I know. It is sad. Dean says, damn it, Cass, you child. Why didn't you listen to me? Then Cass opens his eyes and his skin heals. Dean says, Cass? Hey, hey, okay, all right. Cass says, that was unpleasant. <laughs> Dean says, let's get him up. Easy there. Cass says, I'm alive. Bobby says, looks like. Castiel says, I'm astonished. Thank you. <laughs> Both of you. I'm I love surprised. it. <laughs> I know. And he's back. <laughs> yep, exactly. He's him again. You can tell. Um, Cass says, thank you, both of you. Bobby says, well, we were mostly just trying to save the world. Cass says, I'm ashamed. I really overreached. <laughs> Dean says, you think? Cass says, I'm going to find some way to redeem myself to you. Dean says, all right, well, one thing at a time. Come on, let's get you out of here. Come on. Cass says, I mean it, Dean. Dean says, okay, all right, but let's go find Sam, okay? And Cass pushes Dean and Bobby away and yells, you need to run now. I can't hold them back. Dean says, hold who back? Cass says, they held on inside me. Dean, they're so strong. Dean says, who the hell? Cass says, Leviathan. I can't fight them. Run. Dean says to Bobby, go, go get Sam. Go get Sam. But Cass smiles and says, too late. Dean says, Cass? The Leviathan says, Cass is gone. He's dead. We run the show now. And then he throws Dean into the wall. He sees Bobby and says, ah. And then he throws Bobby into a table and says, oh, this is going to be so much fun. We see black veins crawling up Cass's face and he laughs and credits. Okay, so I have a few thoughts on this episode. Um, first one is that we've never really seen much of the process of restoring baby ever. So oh, I yeah, thought that was right. kind of cool, like to see her, like, you know, all crumpled up was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like Dean going through and like trying to fix the hood and like, you know, getting the car ready to paint and all that sort of stuff. It was kind of cool. I'm not like cool. really a car person, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's kind of fun. Um, also, <laughs> I came up with two new names for Cass <laughs> in okay. this episode. The first one, when Cass thinks that he's God, yes. is Cod. <laughs> God. Flipping Cod. 
I think because, of cod piece. Uh, well, I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I just sucked in a cat hair into my mouth as I was breathing. That was disgusting. Gross. I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, okay, just obnoxious. Like, I don't like the whole like holier than thou cast. Like, it's just, oh no, it does not fit him. <laughs> like, it's kind of fun to see him, you know, drunk on power, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love really Misha. For me. I, don't, yeah. I don't like, I don't like that. I liked it. I liked seeing it. I mean, I know that it was like wrong. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's fun to see Misha play different versions of Cass, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know a so. lot of people call him God Steel or whatever. No, yeah. it's Cod. <laughs> it's Cod. <laughs> like a cad, you know? <laughs> it's my Cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah and then the other one is cassiathan because he was a little like cassie leviathan for a yeah. second there otherwise he's called leviathan cast which is just kind of boring i like cassiathan it's a bit of a mouthful <laughs> no C- lie it's cassiathan? hard to say cassiathan cassiathan yeah cassiathan okay i like it but yeah, so I don't know. And it doesn't quite roll off the tongue, which is probably why nobody ever <laughs> decided to make that stick. But I'm going to start a movement right here and now about Kasaiathan. Do it. <laughs> Even I like though it. it's not like a, I don't know, it's not really a thing. I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> okay. I like it. But yeah. And also, okay, just, I'd just like to say this right now, as we're getting into season seven, that this is probably like my, my least favorite season. Oh, I don't know what my least favorite season is just because I, I don't really remember. I mean, I remember this season, but I don't remember like see what happens in season eight or nine or 10 or 11 or 12. Like, I don't remember the like overarching plot of the season. So I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't totally remember either, but I just remember the whole time, the first time that I was watching this season, the whole time I was like, this is kind of boring, you know? And I'm like, when is it going to be over? You know, like, okay. I'm done with this storyline, you know? Yeah. Like, and I might feel differently about it when we watch it now. Cause this is only going to be the second time I've ever watched it. So, right. you know, it, it might be different, but also I'm not expecting it to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. I just... It didn't, it didn't do it for me. Okay. Not bad, but not good either. <laughs> I like all the dick jokes in this season. That is true. I did like that. Yeah. I mean, but... it's ridiculous, but yeah. see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> good job. I didn't do it on purpose. It happened naturally <laughs> or supernaturally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I did like that part about it, but that was pretty much the only thing that I thought. I think it's because this season's just not super funny other than that. Yeah. And they're just like... I don't know. There was there was a lot of dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. But when that's the only funny thing, I mean, I say that now being that I don't remember this season, so I could totally be like eating my own words later, but I just don't remember it being anything that was all that entertaining. I don't remember there being any like super popular episodes in this season. I don't you know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Possible. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um 
Another one is when um, Dean was like, all right, put your junk away, both of you. And he was talking to um, <laughs> Cod <laughs> and Death. <laughs> Cod and Death. Yeah, they're having their little like standoff, you know, mm-hmm. high noon situation. And he's just like, okay, put your junk away. It kind of reminded me of when um, Jody brought like a, I think it was an FBI agent maybe over to Bobby's place, like back mm-hmm. in like season two or three, I think, um, where Rufus comes over and is like, you got to help me bury a body, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. uh, And she's like, okay, zip up and put your rulers away, boys. Like, yeah. (laughs) I I was like, oh, Jody. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. I was like, I think that's like one of my favorite Jody lines other than, um, a situation that happens later <laughs> yeah I was just I'm probably thinking of the same situation it's a whole dinner is, situation yes the dinner table situation that is yeah. like classic I cannot wait I for it. that to happen yeah I, it's so good yeah <laughs> so awkward and so good <laughs> so perfect but yeah I don't want to give anything else away from that but yeah really good <laughs> yeah um also I really liked um when Lucy was which by the way I don't know if I've said yet on the podcast but when I got my new car I named it Lucille so I could nickname it Lucy (laughs) yeah yeah I don't think you have mentioned that before that's awesome yeah so little Lucy Mm -hmm. little white car (laughs) but my car's name is Toby actually my car's name is October Mm -hmm. but we call her Toby and it's after a character in a book series yeah not after my horse. <laughs> Not after your horse. Too bad. <laughs> but it was, you know, they ended up with the same name and it was fine. I know. <laughs> but good. yeah. So when Lucy was talking to Sam and he was like, he's saying, um, or he said something like, you've gone guano or you're going guano or something like that. I thought it was really funny because guano is literally translated batshit. You know? yeah exactly and I was like that's a clever way to get around saying shit you know like, yep. <laughs> so yeah you're it's like going guano oh, I see what you did there it was just one of those it was stupid but it makes me laugh mm-hmm. um but yeah other than that my only other thought about this episode was like Misha plays a really good crazy like when he went at the very end of the episode where he went from like you know cast to like leviathan mm-hmm. uh, cassiathan if you will <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna make it stick <laughs> gonna be a thing okay <laughs> but um like just his like facial expressions and like the crazy happy and like you know just kind of creepy i really he he did a really good job with that yeah. Also, when he was in the um, the senator's headquarters and he like wakes up to all the dead bodies and he starts hearing voices and the camera is kind of like swaying around, making it look like he's like stumbling and kind of not quite with it. Mm-hmm. He His facial expressions there were kind of amazing also. Like he would kind yeah. of like half smile and then like eyes would get all big and roll around a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I was I liked I liked that part. Yeah. And then, right. I think it's like the same kind of scene almost where he, they show him like going into on the security cam footage, they show him like 
going into the senator's office and mm-hmm. then like looking up like crazy smiling at like he's got a really good crazy smile like if he did that to somebody in real life or like if he did that to me in real life I'd be like okay I'm gonna go away now you know? yeah <laughs> I don't like that you know yeah <laughs> like, I don't like anything that's happening but I was just yeah. imagining him looking at me in real life and then I remembered that he did look at me in real life mm-hmm. and now my heart is pounding again <laughs> I know. Uh, I still can't believe that, like, both you and Kelly were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Misha. And I was like, what? you're like, Misha, Misha, Misha's over there. And I'm just like, what is happening? And I'm like, la, 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 la. And then I like look right as he's going by and I'm like, oh, and I like wave. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> Uh, I that just... happened a lot with me so like I was walking I think I told you about this too I was walking with Kelly um towards um the little theater room and I don't remember why I think it was after like a photo op or something maybe and uh Gail McKinney passed us in the hallway with his like handler or whatever and he was like staring at both of us and Kelly was like he's looking at us, he's looking, and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm just, like, oblivious, and, like, literally, like, as he, like, passes us, I, I, she, like, was, like, look up, and I was, like, okay, because I'm, like, watching where I'm going, like, on a mission, you know, and I, like, look up and see, like, made, like, kind of awkward eye contact, like, right as he passed, you know? Yeah. It's kind of one of those, like, I need to pay attention more at these conventions (laughs) as I'm walking about, you know, like, yeah, I almost ran over Ruth Connell once. Like, I liked, I was like kind of walking backwards and I turned around just in time to like not step on her. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But she like didn't even look at me when I said that because um, she was like in the middle of a conversation with somebody else. Yeah. You know, and so I was kind of like, oh, sorry. Um, now I'm interrupting <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm a short person, right? Like I'm like five two. Well, and, and she's, she Probably. is so tiny. Oh she's my God. Short too, but she's also like really tiny. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because like she doesn't, I mean, granted they probably put her in decent heels, like the whole, all the time. You yeah. Know? But I don't want to like give too much away about her. Cause we haven't met her yet, but that's true. Um, yeah, it's, she, she's little, like I'm like so sitting in my chair at the convention and she walks by me and she's not that much taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, Oh, you're so cute. You know? Yeah. Like, she that's is a like, really cute person. Yeah. That's like my gut reaction to every time I see her is like, Oh, you're so adorable. Like not in like a condescending way, but like, I just want to put you in my pocket you know, like, yeah. and carry you around. You're so cute. You know? That's how I feel about Rob. That him too. Okay. I think you were with me when we were at, this was at the Bellevue convention and I was like standing in the aisle for some reason. You were giving Eric like a shoulder massage because his shoulder was bugging him or something like that or his neck. I can't remember. Something like that, I think. And I was like actively in his way and I was taking up a good chunk of the aisle seat because he was sitting like, or Eric was sitting like at the aisle and so I just hear this like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> it's, it's you. Wrong. You know? Yeah. Like, and then I kind of like got out of the way. I was like, sorry, hi. And he was like, 
hi and then he just like <laughs> left you know? but he was like he was quite quite short too compared to me I mean I'm 5'10 so I'm not short but mm-hmm. like it always surprises me like most actors that I've met have not been very tall yeah. other than Jensen and Jared you know which is probably mm-hmm. like why all actors are like he's huge you know yeah (laughs) because they're all small you know and I don't know if that's like a thing for actors if they like search out shorter people probably because they just look like thinner and just smaller and everything on camera than like Mm -hmm. could be taller you know like uh, just a taller person in general would you know you just Mm -hmm. look big on the camera Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless you're a guy, in which case you like want that. But like for somebody like me being on camera, <laughs> I would look quite large, you know, <laughs> compared to most people around. Yeah. Which I would never be on camera anyway. So that's not even a thing I have to worry about probably, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but anyways, um, so what was your favorite moment from this episode? My favorite moment was when... Um... Sam and Dean and Bobby uh, summoned Crowley and Crowley was like, you want to conspire, don't you? (laughs) And, um, and Bobby was like, no, we just want you to stand there and look pretty. And Crowley was like, I'm listening. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can do that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought that was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Uh, Mine was Crowley's face while he was waiting to be smited. (laughs) (laughs) He just like stands there with his arms out, kind of like, oh no. (laughs) He's just like waiting for the hit, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, "Ah," you know? No, that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. I think that was my favorite moment for sure. Cause I I mean, I always like the funny moments, but that Mm -hmm. one, just his face, like you almost never, I don't think in Supernatural, we see another face quite like that on Crowley. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Yeah ever you know mm-hmm. so it's 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 a good moment I like it um so oops here we go um our interesting facts from this episode um there so it says the sticky note that Crowley leaves on the spell um that gets delivered says um bye forever you fools kisses see <laughs> oh okay which I don't even remember seeing a sticky note. But I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it says this. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember like a white piece of paper or something getting slipped under the door, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. It was an, that was an envelope or an envelope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something that was white, <laughs> Some yeah. white paper variety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it says the title meet the new boss comes from the who's song lyrics, uh, won't get fooled again. Um, it says when Bobby compliments Dean on his repair work on the Impala, Dean replies, I should do this professionally. Um, back in season two, when Dean was living out a wish in the episode, Supernatural, what is and what should never be from 2007, a still alive Mary tells Dean he's supposed to be at his job at the garage. So in Dean's dream life, he actually was working on cars professionally. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, it says to distract a security guard, um, Dean asks him, excuse me, do you, uh, you got any gray Poupon? Um, it's a take on a famous 1980s commercial for the mustard brand gray Poupon. Um, the commercial has been parodied, parodied in many films and TV shows. Mm -hmm. I remember Um, that commercial. 
I think I've those, heard of it. Or those commercials. It was like a series of commercials, I think. I think, I mean, I don't, I, I, I've heard of the brand, but mm-hmm. not the necessarily that it was like a mustard brand. I've just heard Grey Poupon before, <laughs> but it's very possible that I'm just remembering the last time I heard it in Supernatural. So yeah, that's true. There's that, but. Well, it's good mustard if you've never had it. <laughs> I, I have not. <laughs> I'll have to try it. I mean, it's pot. Well, it's possible that I have. I just don't remember. I don't yeah. really pay attention to mustard brands too much. I just go for the variety that I want. <laughs> yeah, I love mustard. Yeah, I do. I used to hate it as a kid. I hated mustard, but now I actually really like it, especially yeah. like honey mustard, like oh, a yeah. good Dijon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what grape Poupon is. It's a Dijon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just any sort of like brown mustard on like a brat with some sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's really good. Yeah. My German is showing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like I, I seriously... haven't had what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I haven't had sauerkraut on a hot dog before. Oh, it's good. A yeah. yeah. I am like a, one of those weirdos, or at least I've been told that I can literally just like eat sauerkraut. It doesn't have to be heated up. It doesn't have to be on anything and anything like there's nothing special. I could literally just like eat it out of the jar or the bag or whatever mm-hmm. you get it in. Like <laughs> The only way I've ever had it is like on a, like on a piece of bread, just mm-hmm. like one single piece of bread with like the sauerkraut heated up and like the bread toasted mm-hmm. with melted cheese on top. And then like Tabasco sauce on top of that. That's the only way I've ever had it. And I like it. That's very odd. That would just be the way my father has made it when my father is very odd. (laughs) I've never put Tabasco or cheese. Well, I guess I've had a lot of Reuben sandwiches, but those don't have cheese. They have like Thousand Island dressing, essentially. Yeah. Next time you have some, just like melt some cheddar on top and try it and see. It's pretty good. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) But I liked it. That's one of those, like, if you made it, I would try a bite of it, but I am not going to sully my sauerkraut <laughs> in that way. You know? Okay. I will, I will eat sauerkraut on hot dogs, brats, you know, with mm-hmm. different varieties of German food for sure. Like, but I, maybe not with Tabasco or cheese. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's good. I mean, I would try it. I'm not like, it, it just sounds suspicious to me. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, well, I've never had it, it once. I've never had it by itself. So yeah, to me, like, that's what it tastes like is like with the cheese and the Tabasco. Yeah. It's just yeah. pickled cabbage, essentially, or fermented cabbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, so it says, uh, this is the start of a new intro for the now or the now slash the road so far in Supernatural. Okay. Um, so it's like a bunch of black goo, right? The opening title sequence. Is that what you're talking about? Um, I'm not totally sure. It doesn't say it says start of a new intro for the slash now slash the road so far. <laughs> oh no. So, okay. You're talking about literally the road so far. Okay. Yeah. I think when it says the road so far, cause I think it used to just say, then and now then and now now i think they just didn't type it in there right i think it's supposed to be the then slash now slash the road so far not the the slash now slash the road so far gotcha okay um so yeah like they started with the the road so far Mm -hmm. okay um 
anyway, <laughs> um, it says the picketing church that Castiel enters and makes the Reverend choke on his own tongue is a play on the Westboro Baptist Church. Um, they are known for their picketing at funerals and intolerance for homosexuality, among a lot of other things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they are very against a lot, a lot of things. And I did write that down actually in my notes. Uh, like Westboro question mark. Like yeah. I don't remember what the sign says, but I think this could be it. You know? Yep. Yep. Cause that's definitely do they'll like go and pick it. Like who pickets at a funeral? That's so fucked up. I know funerals, weddings, military uh, things. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, all sorts of I don't even know what all they hate other than they pretty much just hate everything. So everything, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like the stuff that I've heard about them picketing, like just doesn't even make any sense for, for anybody to pick it. Like, not that I agree with like picketing, like any variety of wedding, but like, I could see where people get worked up about certain things. Like, not that I necessarily agree with it, but I see, like, obviously you see it a lot. So like, that's kind of one of those, like, okay, you know, like it's not right, but it is what it is. Like, there's just some people that are not going to get over that, you know, Yeah. but like a funeral, like, what do you have to pick it about a funeral? You know, like there's certain things that it's just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but Anyways, um, so it says the binding spell used on death, um, written in red ink, reads, I'm going to butcher this, um, te nunc in voco mortem, um, te in mea potes, no, po, oh, potestate defixi, uh, nunc et in, oh boy, eternum. The translation <laughs> is now I summon you death to my power. I bind you now and for eternity. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was in the like transcript that I was reading and I was like, I'm just going to like cross all this out and be like, uh, Bobby chance. We I don't need to, I don't need to read that part and totally butcher it. So yeah. Bobby, Bobby does the spell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sure I butchered it. I do not speak Latin. Yeah. So, um, and I never have. I probably never will, you know. Yep, same. I don't, I don't see me using that regularly at any mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yeah. Spanish, maybe. Latin, not so much. <laughs> yeah. If they had offered Latin in my high school, I probably would have taken it because that's interesting, I think. But they didn't. It was like Spanish or Japanese yeah. or French, I think, were the options for me. So I took Spanish. See, they offered at my school, they did offer Latin and actually the teacher took like a certain amount of students on a trip to, I want to say it was Italy. Oh, cool. Like every year or every two years or something like that. I think because you had to do two years of the language right? to like do your language requirements. So I think mm-hmm. it was like every two years he would do a trip and then bring, you know, X amount of kids or whatever. That's so cool. Um, and they would, you know, go and do like a couple week long trip, I think is what it was. Yeah. But yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. They had, oh man, they had Latin, Japanese, German, Spanish, ASL, um, I'm sure I'm probably forgetting something. Maybe not. Hmm. But yeah, That's there's a, a few different ones. That's awesome. But I'm sure they probably got more now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
So it says, when Castiel comes to Crowley, uh, Crowley says, the jig is up, you found me. Um, this may be a nod to the song Renegade by Styx, which has been played in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian Richings, who plays Death, uh, featured in the TV movie Clarence from 1990, um, which was the tale of a guardian angel, um, which is the name that Meg calls Castiel. Yeah. Oh, Clarence, <laughs> which so is cute. also from... Um, Oh, White Christmas or something, isn't it? I think. Oh, I don't know. I think I don't it's know White what Christmas. Is. I don't know what White Christmas I could totally is. be lying. There was another... I feel like we had this as an interesting fact before when she actually... That was the episode where... Oh, I don't even remember. I don't know. Eh, anyways. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, where was I? Okay, it says Death's comment to Castiel is reminiscent of Senator Lloyd Benson's infamous quote during the 1988 vice presidential debate. And they don't okay. tell you what the comment is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but just that it was similar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it says uh, right before the scene with Dean and Bobby in front of the fixed and primed baby, there is an exterior shot of the repair shop. Um, the wrecked version of baby used earlier in the episode is under a tarp. Um, you can tell by the shape of the roof dent, hood hinges, and air filter. Okay. So you, they just kind of like covered it. <laughs> and yeah. was like, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Put a tarp over it. It'll yeah. be fine. No one will notice. I That's know. one Nobody's way to do it. Nobody's going to know. Like who would know? Um, apparently people do know. Um, so our research from this week is a, oops, ah, is a haunting in Kansas. Um, and it's called the ghostly Theorosa bridge. I think I'm saying that right. We looked it up earlier and I'm not remembering if I'm saying yeah, it Yeah, that's how, that's how it sounded. Okay. Theorosa. Yeah. Um, this is off of legendsofamerica.com. Um, and this is, I think, okay, so it says about 12 miles north of Wichita um, in Kansas sits the small town of Valley Center. Um, now having a population of a little more than 5,000 residents, the settlement was born in 1872 on the banks of the Little Arkansas River. Um, located along the ever important railroad, uh, the town grew to include a post office, three stores, two blacksmith shops, a grain elevator, and several homes by the early 1880s. Hmm. Um, though now a bedroom community to nearby Wichita commuters, um, one of the biggest attractions in this quiet town is that of the haunted Theorosa Bridge, um, also known as the 109th Street Bridge and the Crybaby, Crybaby Bridge. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> my, my mouth is not, not working with me. Um, it says, on an old country road three miles north of town on Meridian Street, this old bridge spans Jester Creek at the intersection with 109th Street. Um, there are several legends about the haunting of this bridge, all based on a baby drowned in the creek below. Um, today, the bridge is a simple concrete bridge that normally no one would pay attention to except for the legends. Uh, the first legend tells of settlers who were passing through the area in the late 19th century when they were attacked by Indians and a baby named Theorosa was kidnapped. Um, her grief-stricken mother was said to have left the wagon train to search for her missing daughter and reportedly continues, whoa, my page is bouncing all over the place, <laughs> and reportedly continues to look today as her mournful cry can still be heard calling out for her child. That's sad. Another legend has it that a skirmish between the cavalry 
cavalry and an Indian tribe living by the creek occurred about this time. Um, in this version, an Indian woman is stabbed and her baby is dropped into the creek and drowned. Oh. No matter what, there's a baby drowning. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says, yet another tale suggests, suggests bleh, that a woman named Theorosa is a young woman who has an illegitimate baby and drowns it in Jester Creek to hide her shame. Um, later, overcome by guilt, she drowns herself in the creek as well. What the fuck, drowning babies? God. I like, jeez. I feel like <laughs> we need, like, a trigger warning on this. I know. Um, there's there's going to be one more, so. <laughs> but okay. only one more. <laughs> All right. Um, it says, uh, finally, another tells of an engaged woman who fell in love with another man and bore his child. Um, jealous with rage, her fiancé reportedly threw the baby over the bridge into the creek, and Thea Rosa jumped off the bridge to save her baby, but drowned herself instead. Well, um, good goddamn. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why? Why does a baby have to drown in all of them? Like, why did we pick this one? <laughs> you're the one that sent it to me. <laughs> I don't think I read it. I don't remember that many drowned babies. <laughs> uh, I oh, mean, that's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. There, there's a lot of drownings. I mean, I can, uh, you know, having full grown people drown, whatever, you know, like that babies drowning is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so it says, in any event, the bridge is reported to have been haunted for years and years. Um, many have reported seeing floating balls of light, eerie shapes, and the apparition of a woman in the area around the bridge. Um, cars are said to mysteriously stall as they cross, or if they should stop, will feel the entire vehicle begin to shake. Um, others report cold breezes, which seemingly come from nowhere, and the sounds of mournful voices or the chilling cries of a baby. Mm. Um, yet others say that the weather is consistently different at the bridge than it is to the rest of the area. Rumor has it that if you call out to Thea Rosa, um, telling her that you have her baby, she'll come out of the water and attack you. Oh my God. Great. <laughs> so why would you do it? Yeah. <laughs> Either that or it's just to keep people off the bridge. They're like, don't do this, you know, and then yeah. you get the, probably the few that will actually do it. But um, it says the original iron and wood bridge that first stood at Jester Creek for decades burned down in 1974 was rebuilt and was destroyed by fire again in 1976. Um, afterwards, it was closed for the next 15 years. However, in 1991, the road was reopened and the current concrete bridge that or was built that continues to serve travelers across the creek. Hmm. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of drownings, and none of them, none of them are happy. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, drownings are never happy, but you know, like right. <laughs> These ones are a little extra sad because of the whole like baby thing. Yeah. Um, so what was your idiot or asset moment from this week? Okay. Well, um, a couple months ago, actually, Killian got a haircut and I uh, always let him pick out what haircut he wants. I like pull up a bunch of pictures on Pinterest and, you know, that are doable and mm -hmm. let him kind of scroll through it. And he likes to pick out the one he wants. So mm -hmm. he picked out one that he wanted, which was kind of a, a spiky one. Mm -hmm. And so he got, he got the haircut and the guy spiked it up for him mm -hmm. and he totally loved it. And then um, he had to, once we got home, we had to give him a shower because he had hair all over his neck and his ears and stuff. Mm -hmm. And once it wasn't spiked up anymore with the hair product, he was like, mom, I hate my hair. 
And I was like, oh no, I was like, I can spike it up. Let's spike it up. And he was just like, no, I hate my haircut. I hate it. This is the worst haircut I've ever gotten. And so, you know, <laughs> it was kind of sad because you don't want him to hate the way he looks, you know yeah. what I mean? But it looked fine. It looked great. In fact, I thought yeah. it was like the best haircut he had gotten up until that point. <laughs> but so, the worst one in his yeah, mind. He looked great. Yeah. So, um, so just a couple days ago, we went and got haircuts again mm-hmm. and, um, I let him pick out his haircut. It was a different haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets it and he, you know, gets product in it at the hair salon. He loves it. He's proud of it. He's super happy. Mm-hmm. We get home. He takes a shower <laughs> and he's like, mom, I hate my hair. I look so stupid. And like, he looks adorable. Yeah. He looks great. This is like a better haircut than he got last time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. He's like, this is not the haircut I asked for. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And it looks good on you. And so for school, um, you know, they're doing virtual school right now. Mm-hmm. He is so ashamed of it that he's wearing hats to school. Ugh. I mean, I mean, yeah, just in our kitchen, you know, yeah. but, but, you know, he's wearing hats and like, mm-hmm trying to hide it and I'm just like oh it makes me so sad because he looks so cute have you explained to him that like with certain haircuts to have that style when it's actually styled it has to be cut a certain way so like it's gonna look different when it's styled versus when it's not styled oh yeah totally and I always offer to style it for him so that it looks exactly like the picture I'm like we can do this before school we Mm -hmm. can do it on days you don't have school like Mm -hmm. You know, I will totally put product in your hair. I have bought products specifically to put in your hair, mm-hmm. you know, so because like, you wanted this haircut, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know you exactly. wanted this style. So this is what makes it work. You know? Yeah. But nope, he hates it. So even when you style it. Yeah. Huh. No, he, he actually won't let me style it. He's like, don't even touch it. Huh. And he's just like, I hate it. I look stupid. And I'm just like, oh, cause he looks adorable. I think. Yeah, that's that's kind of like one of those like I wonder if you're just like, hey, I'm gonna style your hair today because we need to do it for this and then like see if he likes it once it's like styled, you know, like don't necessarily be like, oh, do we want to style your hair today? Be like, oh hey, like we need to go and do this. So let's style your hair or something like that and then see mm-hmm. if he likes it once it's styled. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna make Maybe. it make it happen. Maybe also- he doesn't like realize like that he does have the haircut that he wants. He just hasn't let it be shown you know (laughs) yeah yeah it makes me sad I don't want him to hate the way he looks so you know yeah poor guy tell him he's very cute yeah I will I'm gonna tell him that you said that I'll be like your girlfriend Rochelle says that you're cute (laughs) what he says (laughs) (laughs) he'll probably be like okay (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) anytime I tell him he's cute he goes no you're cute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember for the longest time every time somebody would tell him he's cute he's like I'm not cute <laughs> yeah he would freak out about it but now he'll be like and I say oh you're so cute he'll be like no you're cute I'll be like no you're the cutest and he'll be like no you're the cutest and then we'll be like you're the most cute <laughs> we get in a little argument about it it's pretty cute <laughs> anyway yeah what was your agenda aspect moment <laughs> um so mine I don't even know how this happened but I went to the barn to go and, you know, do whatever with Toby. And 
I get back and I've got this like splinter. Like I can feel I've got this like decent splinter in my finger. Like every time I run and it was like in the crease of my finger. Ugh. And every time I ran my finger over it in any direction, I could feel it. And I was, and it was mm-hmm. like really sharp. And so I was like, okay, but I can't, it was like so little that I couldn't see anything. I couldn't like, I couldn't even really feel anything. It was more of just, I felt like I can't, yeah, I couldn't even like feel anything really. It was more of just like, I felt the pain and it felt exactly like a splinter. Mm -hmm. And I tried, it literally was in my finger for two weeks and I'm trying to like look at it in the light and like scrub my finger, you know, like with like a, one of those little like, Oh, oh, you know, those are like really rough. They're not a washcloth, but it kind of is for like, you know, exfoliating. Oh yeah. And I tried to scrub it with that. Like I tried to do all sorts of different things and like really soak my hands and like, just so couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at all. I could just feel it. And so I was like, okay, you know, this is ridiculous. And it was in my finger for like two weeks. And I was like having to do massages and all that sort of stuff with this like splinter in my finger, oh. you know, and it was quite the pain. Eventually I got fed up with it and I realized that I had that like black mask stuff, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like the liquid mask that you put over your nose or whatever for pores and all that. And I was like, I'm gonna put some of this on my finger because if anything's going to get it out, it's going to be this. And so I put a little bit on my finger, waited for it to dry and pulled it off and it's gone now. But like, that was the only thing it took me two weeks <laughs> to oh get God. this splinter out of my finger. And I don't even know how I got it. Like it clearly wasn't a wood splinter. I don't think because you can generally see those. Yeah. How weird. It was like a fiberglass type. I don't know, but Travis got one in his finger too. And he couldn't, or in his hand or something like that. And he couldn't see it. He couldn't like, he could feel it if he touched it, but like, he was like trying duct tape and like everything trying to like stick it to the duct tape and pull it off. And like Mm -hmm. nothing was doing it for a while. I think he did get it out eventually or just went away on its own or fell out or whatever, but yeah. It was uh, like, what the heck is going on? You know, <laughs> this one time I, um, it was right when I, I had shingles in my ears. So I was already like really sick mm-hmm. and my cousin came over. This is when I was living in the house I grew up in with Eric. We were just living there by ourselves. And my mm-hmm. dad, um, was still working there during the day in the basement. So, um, I was grabbing this pillow from under his acupuncture table Mm -hmm. and I hit the the leg of the table just right and got this huge chunk of wood stuck in my finger and I couldn't get it out I couldn't get it out like I could get parts and like pieces of it out but it was like breaking yeah you know like breaking off and stuff and so and so it wasn't treated wood yeah well it was a really old table too so I'm just not I don't I don't know how old but anyway I I freaked out. I like flipped out because I was already feeling like horrifically bad. And my cousin's over. I'm like, I'm like screaming at Eric to get this out of my hand. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care like what you have to use. Just like do some surgery and get it out of my hand. Yeah. Like, because I'm over it. Yeah. Because it's this huge piece of wood that yeah. is like stuck under my skin. And Eric couldn't get it out. And I'm freaking out and I'm freaking out. So my cousin finally had to drug me up. <laughs> so that I would stop crying yeah <laughs> so. just like take these yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna ask I'm not gonna tell you what they are you're just gonna take them you know? yeah so so I calmed my shit down <laughs> finally when the drugs mm-hmm. kicked in and I went to the doctor the next day and I was like look like I think I just went to my general practitioner and I was mm-hmm. like I can't get this out of my hand like and she was like yeah I need to send you to the like the hospital I, I can't remember what what exactly like specialty 
to have this removed. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, okay. So then it, it took like two weeks before I could get an appointment. Jeez. To have this in my hand for that long. And um, I finally go and the guy's like pumping my finger full of um, like anesthesia, you know, lidocaine, general anesthesia. probably something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was lidocaine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know if you've ever had that in your finger, but like no. it's, it puffs up and mm-hmm. it's, and the pressure of it was so much worse yeah. Than anything else that was happening. And I was already, you know, shingly and feeling bad. Yeah. You know, and so I just like burst into tears <laughs> and was like crying. And like this guy finally was like, okay, like I'm going to take it out. And he did it. It was like a whole two second process once my, you know, once I couldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm sorry if I said anything to make you feel bad. And I was like, it's okay. I just have shingles in my ears. And the wood has been in my finger for two weeks. And, uh, I can't calm down. The pressure in my finger from the lidocaine is overwhelming. And like, I just don't feel good. He's probably like, okay. I um... know this poor guy. He was younger than I was too. <laughs> and I was just like, uh. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Anyway, that was my, I guess that was my second agent moment. <laughs> so if you guys also have any agent harassment moments, you should totally send them to us and we will go through and pick a few to um, talk about on the podcast. So once we do our agent asset moments, we'll add another one. Um, Yep, yeah, just we want to hear from us. you guys. So um, let us know. We like to laugh. The, the crazier, the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you just send it to our email or you could message uh, message us on Instagram or Facebook and send it to us that way. Um, but email will probably be the easiest. Um, but yeah, and we'll, we'll pick something to talk about on podcast. Yeah, it'll be super fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram. Thanks again. Thank you.